After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Bert Kobayashi, retired principal of the Kobayashi Group. He was formerly the CEO of Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc., which is the largest local construction company in Hawaii. Bert has over 38 years of contracting experience and 32 years as a developer. Some recent developments include Hokua at Alamoana, Kukio Beach Resort in Kona, and Kulamalu in Pukalani, Maui. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Bert Kobayashi. So welcome to our show, Bert. Thank you very much. You're currently retired, yes. and you turned over the business to your children. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Uh, I, I think they're very capable of doing what I'm doing, but I think they're doing it on the next level. Uh, I'm very proud of them. Uh, they um, uh, will do a good job in the future. Were you worried or what? Not really, because um, I worked with uh, two of my sons, Patrick and BJ. Patrick came in. The business in 1993, and uh, BJ came in in 1997 when he finished law school at Georgetown. And was this part of your plan to have the children be a part of your business when they were ready? Not really, but my wife Susan and I basically would give the children the uh, opportunity to do whatever they wanted to do. Patrick, I knew before he went to college that he was going to work with me. But BJ was undecisive until maybe his senior year at law school. And he felt that um, law was great, but he didn't want to uh, go into practice. And maybe he wanted to do some type of uh, development. And did they approach you about this? Or did you kind of question them on a daily basis, how their feelings changed about joining the family business? Well, Patrick and I, I knew Patrick since he was high school. He was going to work with us. Uh, But BJ basically... uh, off and on, since he was in college and going to law school, that he was thinking, what if he worked for a company instead of going to, uh, into practice? And I said, well, it's up to him. So what's the difference then between Kobayashi Group and Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc.? Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc. Um, is a construction company, and uh, they don't do development. Uh, Kobayashi Groups basically do... Uh, development work where they hire the architect, engineers, the contractors, and uh, buy the land and stuff like that. So why did you guys do it as two separate companies? Is, is Was it better that way or is a progression? Because uh, in a construction company, uh, most of the time you need uh, bonding. And without bonding, you know, you cannot get uh, projects. So basically, um, uh, the insurance company frowned on you, you're doing development while you're doing construction. Uh, a lot of people in the mailing does it, but um, if you're doing bigger jobs, they prefer you be liquid. So you have to keep their assets separate from the development assets. And how did you get into, um, into this industry? Well, when I was seventh, eighth grade already, you know, my, my father uh, decided to start a construction business because when I was like four or five years old, 
he had a difficult time have, uh, getting a job as a carpenter, especially when the only job was basically in the uh, military. And because of his ethnic background, you know, Japanese and the war and everything, he's very, they're very difficult to get projects. So after, um, when I was five or six years old, he started to, uh, he, he sold the, the company, I mean, the uh, family station wagon bought on, uh, bought on truck. And that's how he started his company. And then and, how did he get business then? Well, he, he was doing subcontractors for some of the bigger company, local companies. And then that's how he started his business. And he was very, um, you know, small during the first five, six years. And I remember him working during the day and coming home and working on the plans and estimating during the night. And my brothers and I, when we were uh, seven, eight, nine grade, we started helping him by, you know, cleaning the house, picking up rubbish, uh, picking up nails, lumber and stuff like that. Uh, so basically, you know, all summer we worked for him. So we, we knew the, not the business end, but the actual what, how the construction was being made, you know. And um, when I was uh, first year at, in college, then my, my dad got sick. The doctor told me he's going to be in the hospital for at least six months. So he asked me, can I take over? I said, okay. But I did, you know, but very difficult for three years, very difficult. Uh, but knock on wood, you know, uh, it, it, that's how I started my business when I was 19 years old. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Bert Kobayashi, retired principal of the Kobayashi Group and retired CEO of Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc. So what was the hardest thing about taking over at such a young age? You know, it was very difficult because, um, as you know, a small company, you don't have president, vice president, you everybody between president Vice President, janitor, estimator, lumber deliverer, and stuff like that. And um, I never know the difference between a lineal feet and bod feet. And I used to get confused. And I used to order bod feet of material that the, the carpenters wanted. Actually, they wanted lineal feet. So I bought more like 12 times the amount and delivered to the job. And then next day, I got to bring everything else back. It was so embarrassing because, you know, the... The lumber company said, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I learned from the, you know, I, I, I learned from, uh, in, in the office, much different from the field. I knew the field, but from the office, I, uh, it was very difficult. And then how many people were in the company at the time? Probably between 
my dad and I and maybe um, two foremen and about six workers. So you didn't go to school for this. It was like training and job. learning. Right. And during the summer, I uh, went to Capilani Community College for business law, estimating, um, business accounting. But it, it was like I went to work first. Then I started to have to go to these schools because I got to know what I'm doing, right? So it, it was difficult. You know. So was it hard because you're younger than probably most of the people working there? I don't think it was the age. I just I told them I don't know anything about how to estimate, how to read plans and things like that. So basically a lot of my father's um, competitors like Robert Kaya, Eddie Nagal, they all passed away, but they helped me the first six to eight months of my construction years. So your competitors came and helped you? Right, right. And t- told me how to estimate, how, what, you know, how, how to negotiate with subcontractors and owners and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it, it was in a bar, but, you know, I was underage, but, you know, I was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the way it was. So was it yeah. like friendly competition because they're assisting you in being it, it, successful? It was, it, it was a real friendly competition when I, I, I know when the first time I was bidding for projects at Lewis & Cook, like they bid one house and um, you get six contractors bid, but they all put in, whoever wins the bid was automatic that, they got to take everybody for drinks, you know? So it, it was more friendly than what it is Like now. golfing. Right. The way, like golfing, yeah. yeah, yeah. And in, in those days, a lot of things was done by handshake. You know, you know that, that was more important than legal papers, you know? I know that's a similar with my grandfather's uh, furniture business. Everybody knew each other. They all get along. Right. It's not cutthroat. You know, it's very different than, than the way we kind of see it now, it seems. Right, and I I, I think um, uh, b- business nowadays and before, basically the basic is the same. But the most important to me is when you start a business is your word is more important than what you write legally. Your word is golden and your handshake is golden. People got to not only trust you, but they got to believe that what you said is what you mean. And that is very important, you know. And the only way to come through with that is actually do it, right? That's right. You know, I I think um, I would like to see even now that I know that uh, you know it's not not easy to put everything in writing, but when you deal with customers or partners or whatever, you when you communicate, you know, and they know basically what you meant, and and that's more important than what's written. So you do you believe in that it's more important in who you know than what you know? I, I think it's uh, a combination of both. I think who you know, what you know. And I told myself the first year I was with my dad that if I come out of this and I do well, I'm going to be able, I, I, I want to help the community because basically, you know, that's what he did and his, all his friends did when, when I remember when I was even little that, that they used to help Papuana, all these, these different small leagues stuff. Then I told myself I'm going, to, I'm going to be doing that once I have the opportunity to do it, you know, financially. You know. Could you expand on that a little bit more about how you help or how your father helped the community? Was it monetarily or was it through his time? Well, you know, like uh, I, the, the most the area that he helped the most was uh, at the uh, uh, Izumotaisha uh, church where he was a member. And basically, you know, I remember him going weekends, helping them fix the church, volunteering to cook for the festivals, and when he can, give some monetary uh, gifts.
Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Bert Kobayashi, retired principal of the Kobayashi Group and Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc. So, Bert, you mentioned before break something about, you know, when you make it, you're going to give back. Mm-hmm. How did you know when you would make it? Was it when you had that self-fulfillment? Was it monetary? When did you know that it was time to give back to the community? Actually, you know, I really didn't know when to give back. But when, you know... Um, the first thing what we did was uh, they asked us they asked me to be an officer of the Home Builders Association, and which I decided to do. But uh, that was my first thing that I gave back to the industry. It was a learning experience for me um, uh, because it's much different when you're working with a community and uh, and a uh, community group than doing everything by yourself and making decisions by yourself. You have to go through a lot of committees and then you got to go to the officers and and before you even have a consensus of what you're really going to do. But after that, I um, finished the board level at the BIA and while doing it, uh, we, you know, I um, started to do other fundraising for um, churches and community uh, non-profit organizations. Why did you do it though? What was driving you to do this along with working, you know, a massive amount of hours? Well, I thought that, you know, um, even though, you know, like we weren't financially set, but I had to learn what this organization does. And the last, the first, I would say the first five to 10 years, I was not very effective because uh, I had no help. Uh, in the office because of myself. But after that, when I hired a secretary, you know, and some assistance, it got much easier for me to spend more time with a lot of these organizations, nonprofit organizations. So you think that by being involved with the nonprofits, you developed a lot more of your leadership skills and teamwork skills? Uh, it, it, it was both. Um, I, I, I think uh, when I went to, like, uh, when I was at Georgetown University, Every time I go there, they have uh, seminars for uh, how, to, how to be a, non, uh, a leader, uh, how, how to uh, help not only the school but the community, and how we can get other people involved in uh, doing nonprofit uh, organization stuff. And what age were you when you were a part of that first board? I would say I was uh, 23 years old when I was BIA. Wow, and being so young, how did you um, see the difference in being a part of that board with your business? Did you see a growth? Um, I I, th- I thought I need to know my competitors, number one. 
because I bid in against them all the time. So um, I need to know how they bid, and I, but I want to I wanted to meet them and 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 uh, I wanted to know not only the competitors but also who in the field of uh, contracting like the subcontractors, the material house bonding people. Uh, I think to do business, you know, what's really important for me is anytime I do business, you know, they become my friends. So that is really important to me. I got to know who I'm doing business with, you know. That's an interesting concept because that's almost like when you watch these samurai movies and mm-hmm. then they'll almost be friendly with each other before and then it's like, okay, ready to fight? And then it's like, okay, we'll fight now. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's so different from the, what we're used to seeing, right? In in terms of business now, it's like, you know, you're my competitor. We're going head on, you know, my friend. <laughs> you know, so it, it's interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I think... Um, I don't know, but you know, in, in a development game, there's it, only a handful of people that does that does development, and and we know them all. And and even though we're competitors, I think we we French too, uh, in in the industry. Yeah, it's almost like the restaurant guys. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, all the restaurant guys they come in, like Alan Wong, Roy, all these guys, they're all good friends. Mm-hmm. Even though they run, you know, somewhat mm-hmm. competitive restaurants, they at the they're at the same fundraisers. They do things together. One calls the other to join theirs. It's it's an interesting camaraderie in, in these two industries. It seems. I, I think yeah, and and I think not only the two industries, but every other all the other industries. I, I I think you know most time they're very friendly with each other and they know each other, and that's good. You know. So what do you think for a young person today? What what do you think they need to work on in order to, you know, quote unquote, make it? Well, there's there's no formula to making it. Uh, you know, you can go all the school. You can you know, no matter how much school you have, how much experience you have, basically you know, um, you gotta believe in what you're doing as a product. Um, and the, and the, and when you first start, it's the hardest thing because basically you have no references. You know, how, it's very difficult, very difficult to have your uh, your customers trust you. Because you just started and they're not sure of, of your quality of work or quality of product. But I think if you work hard, uh, you and you gotta put in the hours. You're very efficient on your overhead, and you gotta be able to uh, budget your time and your money. That's the most important. So how do you budget your time? You know, For me now, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, even oh. when you were um, involved in the industry, because you're so involved with the community and you're so involved with the business. I mean, how did you balance everything? Well, you know, it it, it, it took a toll on my family because you know I spent ninety percent of my business business day uh, hours in in my business, and maybe ten, fifteen percent, or twenty percent more in nonprofit. So I had hardly any time for my kids or my wife and stuff like that. You know. Especially when they went every year, they go to Boston for two months. I used to just go for a week. Yeah, at the end, I pick up the kids and bring them home. But uh, I couldn't take off that long. I mean, when you're in your business, you gotta commit yourself to be like that is your number one effort besides your family, but number one. And it's hard to juggle the thing around. And your wife gotta be really understanding, especially your wife. You know. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. 
After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hawaiian time, Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Bert Kobayashi, retired principal of the Kobayashi Group with Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc. He has been a recipient of various awards, including the Patrick Healy Award in 1994 from Georgetown University, Charles Reed Bishop Medal in 2004, and Business Leader of the Year in 2002. So, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are excited about our show and wanting to give back to the community, yet they still have that inner feeling of, when should I do it? You know, you said and you mentioned when I felt it was a time. What advice could you give to our listeners? How do you know when is the appropriate time? Maybe for them, is there a feeling? Is it, you know, a mark on the books? What is it? Because I also heard that you had pulled a group of young people together and kind of gave them a talk. Could you give us a similar talk? Sure. Um, you know, I'm not sure what young group we're talking about because I talked to a lot of people before, uh, you know, before this meeting. But um, uh, I, I always encourage since uh, even when I had my construction company, uh, there was some carpenters and some supervisors who wanted to go on their own. And I, I encouraged them to do that. In fact, we supported them by... Uh, you know, uh, sending letters to the uh, contractor's license board. Uh, plus, that when they got their license, we gave them some projects to do so that they could get started. Uh, and we, I would say maybe 10 to 15 companies that started because how, how when we entrepreneur them on, on doing that. Uh, and I knew the quality, and I, I knew that they were great, employers and I, I knew that the customers would be happy with their work that's, that's why I helped them you know uh, in, in the construction industry mm-hmm. um, but basically I also helped two girls open up on soccer business and um, they did well they sold a business already but I think they, they sold it and they, they had experience doing that uh, I started you know we started almost 50 companies Basically, not all of them were successful, 
And then basically, I, I think if you fail, uh, that's a good learning experience like going to school. But uh, failure should not stop you from trying again. I think that's very important. So what's your feeling on if somebody's going to start a new business, um, when, how to balance that with doing community service as well? Well, you know, you, you, you really got to look in, inside yourself because, you know, um, your business is 24-7. You know, that's number one. Uh, and number one also is your family. So how you juggle that around is important in your own life. And if you have time, which you should have some time, to put some nonprofit work, you should do that. But that should be secondary to your business and your family. So you think it's kind of like when people say, when is the right time to have a baby? It's never the right time. A lot of times, like, I'm so busy, I'm going to be more busy later, and, and so on. You just kind of do it. Right. You well, that's to. what my wife told me, right? Right. Well, you have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, it, it's your gut feeling, too. Uh, I, I believe in that, you know, you really got to know if you can do it. And I, I think at, uh, at some time, if, if it's too much, you just come out and say that you cannot do it instead of not saying anything. You know, that, that's most important to the nonprofit people, too. So you think it's just as important to do a little bit, maybe? Like give some money or, or go to a fundraiser once a year or, or things well, you like know, that? Giving money is very, very important because the fundraiser, I mean, uh, the nonprofit really needs that. But just as important is time. I, I know, I know uh, I, I, I'm on some committees on hospitals and churches and stuff like that. And I tell you, there's a lot of people that don't have money, but they commit and they go there quite a bit of time. And to me, that is just as important and more important than I give in $25,000, you know, because they're there for them. They're, they're, they're you know, they're uh, to be competitive in my business and, and giving time for nonprofit organizations and people who don't have the, uh, don't have money but have the time should commit to do something, you know. Like my wife and I get different views about nonprofit. She likes to do things to help physically. Like she volunteers for hospice and stuff like that, you know. So I'm different. I like to give money and time, you know. And, and I, I believe that if you really want to be, um, be effective, you got to be on an executive board when you have the time, you know, to, to, to help give advice and lead the nonprofit organization. So you just wait for someone to invite you on the board or you get involved with the organization and eventually get on the board? Well, if, if you get on the organization and, and you work hard uh, physically and basically you, you meet the people, if they want you on the board, they will ask you. And, and uh, it, it's up to you if you want to accept, you know. Okay. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.